There's a man from England in 1641 named Devereux Spratt. This man was captured by Algerian pirates. These pirates came in and actually killed his brother and his mom. And then once they captured Devereux, they made him a slave on this pirate ship. But the story doesn't end here. Devereux actually founded a church on this pirate ship. He had another brother who actually wasn't captured by these pirates who settled his release. But Devereux Spratt actually refused to accept his release. You know what he said? I would remain a slave until the day I died in order to serve the church which Christ had privileged me to found among the slaves. What an outlook on life. Crazy trials are just around the corner. James 1 says to welcome them with open arms. The great Charles Spurgeon preached a sermon on James one time and he said, quote, Do you not wish to have every virtue developed? Do you not wish to become a perfect man in Christ Jesus? If so, welcome with all joy diverse trials and temptations. Fly to God with them. Bless him for having sent them. Ask him. To help you to bear them with patience. And then let that patience have its perfect work in you. And so by the spirit of God. That you shall become perfect and entire. Lacking in nothing. You know the more you suffer. The greater the capacity you will have to glorify God. Think about it. If you never went through hard times. If you never went through trials, temptations, persecution, suffering. If you never went through any of that. I believe you'd have a less of a reason to praise God. You have less of a reason to glorify God because you haven't seen him work as much. In the lowest pit, when you cry upon God and you see him move in your life, that is firsthand reason and experience and purpose to glorify God. I'm not saying you should enjoy trials, but I'm saying God in his sovereign, omnipotent hand is working in the trials and using them to get you to look up. I quoted him before, but my pastor, Pastor Philip DeCourcy, said, if Lincoln had not lived during the time of the war, we wouldn't know his name. Likewise, if we didn't have our trials, we wouldn't genuinely know the greatness of our God. You think of Abraham Lincoln leading the Union Army. If he was not president during that time, we wouldn't know who he was. And because he was such a fearless leader in the time of the Civil War, leading the Union to free the slaves, we wouldn't know the name Abraham Lincoln. Likewise, because we're in such dark times, we know the name of God. Because we're in such despairing times, we see God move. And we see God provide when we think there's no hope. You see God help when there's no help around and this is the God that we serve. That is beautiful. You know, there's a difference between persecution and suffering. Persecution could be suffering, but suffering isn't necessarily persecution. Let me explain. Persecution, I believe, is being purposefully hurt, tortured, killed, or even suppressed because of your beliefs. While suffering could just be a hard time that isn't necessarily inflicted by others, but it could be. For example, being sick is suffering. Being tortured for your faith is persecution. John Piper said in regards to persecution, 
something that has rocked me and stuck with me for so long. I want you to listen up. Maybe you're not being persecuted because maybe you're not as in love as you think you are. Wow. Wow. That one hits home. I mean, living in America, it is so easy to just be comfortable in your comfort zone. That's why I so admire great evangelists of this day, like Ray Comfort, who's out there on the front lines, going out to share the gospel because he recognizes there is a dying world out there. Our God is worthy to suffer for. Furthermore, our God is worthy to be persecuted for. We're told in 1 Peter to not think it strange when fiery trial hits us when it comes near to us. If anything, you should think that it's strange when they don't come. You were promised they will be there. You should be surprised if persecution and trial doesn't come. So, if you're truly a Christian, you will suffer. God's love letter to you is suffering because he sees the end result. I'm only 17, but I am expecting some great suffering in the future. Every day I recognize my failures and my shortcomings. And when I read that someday I'm going to be glorified in heaven, my mind just thinks, wow, there is a lot that needs to be done before then. So the best thing I can encourage you to do is to welcome with open arms trials Because they are conforming you more and more into the image of his son. That's a good thing. Trials are either behind us. They're either with us. Or you're about to meet them. So what are you going to do with trials? What are you going to do when suffering comes knocking on your door? When you get laughed at for being a Christian? When you're at the water cooler at work and you try to share the gospel to your coworker And they start pointing fingers at you. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to forsake the love that God has bestowed to you? Or are you going to recognize, I should be expecting this? Are you going to recognize that in 1 John 3, 1, that the world doesn't know me because it didn't know him in the first place? Jesus said, you will suffer. So let's suffer. Let's suffer hard for the glory of God. So when suffering comes... When persecution comes, when trials come, when temptation comes, hold up a metaphorical mirror, reflecting them up to God, recognizing you cannot handle them alone, saying, God, I want to get out of this trial what you intended me to get out of it. And I expect that within this trial, you are using it for my good and for your glory. And I thank you for this trial. This is a hard one to do. I know this message is so much easier said than done, but it's possible because the God of angel armies is by your side. I pray that you and I can recognize what Devereaux Spratt recognized back in the 1600s. Trials are a privilege. <laughs>